Hey, what's going on, Redskins Addicts, Washington football team addicts? It's your host, Rod. We are back with Pod 41, the Mike Bass episode. And I'm going to let Phil run into the specifics on Mike Bass and what he meant to the history of the team. So, uh, Phil, go on in. Mike Bass is honestly one of the best defensive backs in the history of the franchise. He was a cornerback opposite of the legendary Pat Fisher. Uh, during the 70s, came was originally drafted by the Packers in 67, um, was released before preseason or during the preseason. Detroit picked him up. He played like two games. Comes to Washington in 69, immediately assumes a uh, starting role, and he started every single game he ever could have played in for the Washington Redskins from 1969 until 1975, seven years he was with the franchise. In seven years and in uh, 98 games, he had 38, uh, 30 interceptions uh, for in, and three touchdown uh, returns in the regular season. And he did have the only touchdown we scored in Super Bowl seven against the undefeated Dolphins team when he ran back a fumble 49 yards for a touchdown late in the game. Um so Mike Bass, he's in the ring of fame. He was on the 70 greatest Redskins list and, of course, the subsequent 80 greatest Redskins list. Um, and, you know, a guy that when people think back to those uh, those teams in the 70s, I mean, he was a stalwart. Only thing that kept his career short is that he did have a major neck injury at the end of the 75 season, tried to come back in 76, re-aggravated the neck injury in the preseason. He just said it's not worth the risk at that point. Um so, uh, you know, maybe in modern medicine, he would have been able to keep going, but this was the mid-70s. But, uh, yeah, Mike Bass is, uh, you know, for, for the old-school diehard fans and the ones from way back, they'll tell you exactly how good he was. No, def- definitely, man. I appreciate that rundown, too, man. It's always kind of laughing before the pod in the uh, the chat amongst the, uh, the admin folks. I was like, man, I can't wait to get back to just naming the pods, but um, I didn't mean that. You know, I, I really love the history of, you know, naming the pod after some of our players and I'm bringing some history back to the folks, both the, the older uh, crowd who actually know the players and then the younger crowd. Some of our ourself really um, I was born 81. So I, obviously I've never seen Mike Bass uh, play live, but looking at his picture now, um, I, I've definitely recall seeing him within the, the ring of honor and whatnot. And it's it's kind of cool. Um, he's not really cool, but I guess tied to the Dolphins' historic season. Um, Phil just gave some of the stats from that game, and then at least we kind of preserved the Dolphins' legacy by being the Steelers last week. So shout out to Mike Bass. And Yeah, uh, did you see uh, – so Larry Zonka went to Twitter, and that yes. dude was celebrating. Yes, he win. was. I'm a Washington <laughs> fan tonight. He yes, had his he drink. Was. He had his cigar. So <laughs> shout out to Larry Zonka. Absolutely. Now that that's that's cool, man. That's cool. So we have the revenge game is what I'm tabbing it as. I'm pretty sure a lot of folks are as well. So we have the 49ers on Sunday, San Francisco 49ers. They're sitting at five and seven. And the Washington football team is also sitting at five and seven. Um, so how we match up just going through the numbers with the league rankings offensively, we're 26. They're 14th. Defensively, we're fourth, they're sixth, and then their passing and rushing offenses are 25th and 24th for us, 13th and 18th for them. So on paper, 
we're pretty even. It it very it looks very similar to the Steelers game um, and the Steelers matchup that we were looking at last week. Um, seeing how we would match up with that team. Now, San Fran does have a little bit more offensive firepower. We obviously know the elephant in the room is, is Jordan Reed going to be healthy? I think he is. And then Trent Williams. Everyone wants to see Trent Williams versus Chase Young. I know I do. I hope Chase Young beats him like a drum. Um, but it's going to be one hell of a matchup. Uh, so, Steve, how do you feel we match up with the San Francisco 49ers? Um, I think it's going to be, like you said, it, it's a pretty – Pretty good matchup. Um, their defense is, uh, I, I want to say it's underrated. It's quietly good. It, I don't think it gets the respect that. Um, a lot it, of injuries, it, too, it's, for them, man. Yeah. And, they had I mean, a ton it, of injuries this year. Excuse me. It's it's Kyle Shanahan. It's a well-coached team. You know they're going to come out and they're going to be prepared. You know there's going to be a, a heavy dose of play action because that's what, that's what Kyle Shanahan does. Um, I think – I fear that we will have a hard time with um, um, what's his name? Who's that defensive lineman? Or, uh, no, um, a Kittle. Kittle, yeah. George Kittle. Oh my God! Yeah, he's, him. If he's they the run... sixth rank PFF tight end, you know he's top top of the line. You know what I mean? I'm nervous if they run a two tight end set with those two tight ends. It's it's it spells a very very long day for the Washington football team, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the other guy is what Dwelly Ross Dwelly, I think his name is. But um, yeah, either way, <clears throat> tight ends are the ones who I'm kind of worried about. Um, their running backs, yeah, you know, it's Mostert, McKinnon. They're 21 and 22 PFF PFF ranked. Um, I do, as you know, from 20 at the end of the 2018 season when Alex got hurt coming into 2019 before we drafted Dwayne, we were all arguing about quarterbacks in, in the, in the Facebook group. And, you know, Nick Mullins was my third ranked quarterback. I wanted Teddy Bridgewater and then Jacoby Brissett. And I wanted Nick Mullins. So I think Nick Mullins is, is much better than people give him credit for um, little scrappy dude kind of reminds me of a much, much better version of Rex Grossman. That's how I, that's how I view him um, much better performing. So we'll see. I think it'll be a, a great matchup. I think, our offense is probably a little better than their offense. It sucks without Antonio Gibson, but the defenses are going to have to go at it. So I think it's going to be a, a game of inches. It's going to be a very even game, I think. I definitely. Phil, how are you feeling, brother? Uh, first, uh, I had to clear my throat. Ross Dwelly is not the uh, second tight end as of la- as of the last game. That honor goes to one oh, Jordan, Jordan Reed. Reed. That's duh. What am I, I talking about? Jordan Reed. I thought yeah. that Steve said that intentionally just to like no, Jordan, Reed. Jordan Reed. Yeah, oh. That's why I was. I seen. I seen Phil yes. kind of smirk. I was like, okay, Steve is petty like me. I love it. Okay. Yes. No. 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 Jordan, that's right. He, he was injured and he came back. He, was. he He had one good game this year, I think. Just he did. One. Like week he, two he or three. Very though. early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's the Jordan Reed stats. Now he's played seven games. He started one, but um, he has 22 catches on 34 targets. 200 yards and three touchdown receptions. So take that as you will. He actually has more touchdown receptions than George Kittle does. Of course, Kittle only has played in six games and Kittle's stats way out paces otherwise. Nonetheless, you know who he doesn't have more touchdown receptions than? Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, baby. Let's go. Okay. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> go ahead. Love Logan. the petty wop. <laughs> anyway, um, 
it's weird because San Francisco, I really watched that game um, with against Buffalo. And Nick Mullins didn't impress me. He looked like a guy who was putting up a lot of stats against softer coverage because the Bills spent most of the game up 17, 20 points. Um, so it's, I get, I mean, maybe he's played better in more even situations. I, that's just my first large sampling of Nick Mullins, uh, that I can think of. And, uh, I thought, you know what, if Mullins starts, I feel a lot better. If Garoppolo's back, just because of the way that team seems to respond to him, even though I think Garoppolo's not that great of a quarterback, but he fits well with whatever they're doing. He finds a way to win, too. Kind of like Alex. Yeah. Alex Garoppolo. Alex Garoppolo. (laughs) It's crazy, though, because he he had a lot of high accolades, though. Coming from New England, like, I remember when he first got to San Fran, I want him to come to Washington. Um, yeah. You know, young young quarterback, groomed under Tom Brady. Um, and he had started pretty damn hot with San Fran. I think they ripped off like six or seven straight. It was a losing season. He went there like midseason, ripped off a couple of wins, started to turn the culture around, um, and then ended up tearing his ACL the next year. And he hasn't been the same since that ACL tear for sure. Um, but, yeah, definitely an interesting fellow who is able to get wins while not necessarily being as sexy as he used to be with the stats. No, and I, I was more of a Jacoby Brissett guy out of those, out of those two came out of New England myself. Mm-hmm. But I understood why people like Garoppolo because he kind of, before his injury and everything and, and, and coming out of New England, he kind of reminded you of Brady because he has a very similar style. Yeah. Brady doesn't have an overpowering arm, neither does Garoppolo. But they both can stand strong in the pocket and just they do really little things really well really simple things really well. Um, he just hasn't reached that level of perfection that Brady did, you know, in his prime. Uh, but I don't know. I I never th- thought Garoppolo was great. I thought he had potential, but I, I, after seeing more and more of him, I'm like, eh, I'm not really that impressed by him. But I think he fits what Kyle Shanahan wants to do on offense pretty well. And I think that's where they're effective is that he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be great at the things that they ask him to do. No, I, I agree. It's a, uh, I feel weird. Like I, I know we're not at like predictions or anything yet and I'm not going to give mine, but it's, it's just, I, I want to feel excited about this team. Uh, I want to have, you know, the, the, the best wishes and high hopes for them, but it's just, Something about San Fran just still makes me nervous, but I want to punch him in the mouth. I, I just remember that rainy monsoon game last year. I'm sliding all over the field at the end, um, kind of not really mocking us, but, hey, they won the game. They were excited. It was it was a, a, a messy matchup, but uh, I mean, San it's going to be a battle, is, man. They're favored to win by three points right now. That's okay, the so opening line. So three so points, close. and um, it's a home game for them. Yep. Well, so, But I don't know. Arizona I don't, game for them. Yeah, right. I don't know yep. if if Vegas is factoring in home field advantages here because of some places have fans, some places don't. So but they're not playing. They're not even playing in San Fran. They're playing in Arizona. So it's a yeah. neutral ground. So let's just say so three points. So they're spotting. They're spotting the, the Redskins. Excuse me, the Washington Football Team three points. Um, it so, makes sense. Just offensively, they're better offensively than us, and we're very yeah. close defensively. I mean, I mean, so mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk is a very. Um, 
a wide receiver name. Yeah, you don't hear much about him, but he's he's good. So is um, Debo Samuel as a rookie. He's he's coming into his own. So there's some people to to watch out for. But if we can check those two guys right there, and and just like we checked Chase Claypool and Juju last week, I think this will be will be fine. Um, it's it's the tight ends that kind of worry me because we know what. Kittle and Reed are capable of. It's just a matter of can Mullins get him, get him the ball. But um, I don't th- not really re- too worried about their their running game. They kind of run to a running back by committee. So um, looking at the um, injury report, injury report at least on the Washington football team um, site. So I I don't think we're going to have Antonio Gibson. So for those so who either. have him in your fantasy lineup, pull him out. Go pull McKit. Go get McKissick as a uh, as a chain. Um, we had Moses and Sheriff were limited. I'm sure they'll be fine. David Sharp tackle, backup tackle. He didn't play. Uh, McLaurin and Ryan Anderson were full. So, and then on the, on the uh, Niner side, good old Tom Compton did not play concussion. So we probably won't see him. You guys remember Tom Compton? Oh he, yeah. The swing gate, the swing gate, you know, he, <laughs> he makes he, Morgan Moses look like an all pro, but to his to his defense in that 2012 offense the way it was designed and the way Robert ran it he was pretty good now you couldn't didn't he couldn't block more than a few seconds but in that offense he didn't have to yeah. when he had to do traditional pass blocking yes he was exposed he was but. he was Tom Compton was very much the uh prototype prototype of a Mike Shanahan offensive line. Very mobile, can pull, can run, can pull like a mofo from one side to the other. He was athletic, he was agile, but he was susceptible to a big bull rush because um, he was a smaller guy. And that's why Kev, uh, Kyle brought him over. Um, uh, Kevin Givens, don't know who he is, defensive tackle, didn't play. DJ Jones didn't play ankle. Emmanuel Mosley, cornerback, didn't play. Debo Samuel was limited. And they have a cornerback, Kwan Williams, limited. And I'm not going to mess this up. Ronis Grassou is center limited as well. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, I believe Tom Compton was a starting tackle too. So that might be some benefit. He was. Yeah. That is great to hear then. Great to hear. Please don't play. Let let uh, well, let Sweat go see, against the backup. Seeing that um, they're not even listing Kittle or – Garoppolo, I'm going to assume they're going to be out because they haven't even, they're not even on the list. That means they're probably still on IR, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah I thought that they were due to come back this week, but I guess I thought not. they were too. Yeah, I thought they were too. And I maybe that's because I was listening to the guys in the booth during the Bills game. We're talking about how they were looking really good in their progress coming back. Yeah, whatever. What's up with Bryce Love? I mean, perfect week to, for that motherfucker to step up. Uh, he's he's on IR. So they activated they him uh, off. Yeah, he's he's uh, been off no, of it. They activated another dude, a uh, uh, running back. Oh shoot, I was on the radio today. It, it'll come to me. Um, no, we have a new running back from the practice squad activated. But I yeah, thought they only right. moved him to the practice squad. Javon Leak. Javon Leak. Yes. Wait a yeah, minute. Well, maybe they may activate him to the practice squad. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, because, but that was December 2nd. So I'm looking at the transactions right now. It just says Javon Leak moved from reserve uh, COVID list to practice squad. But I was checking that out earlier, but there's no okay. running back acquisitions. No. So they're going to, re- well, I mean, right now it's only McKissick and, uh, and Barber. Unless you're going to run two, you got to have a third one. They're going to, they're going to, they have to bring him up for the game, this league guy. 
Um, Bring up Bryce Love. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. Let's let's see Fucking him, man. See, I don't do nothing against yeah. it. I probably sound like how a does he still have being. a job? He his knee can disintegrate. <laughs> Thanos can snap his damn fingers and look at this go away. I don't care. Earn something. I mean, you're getting paid. Hey, listen. If Alex is a standard, get your ass on the field. <laughs> For real. Oh, oh shit. Hey, uh, Phil. Um. I think um, Phil's doing research. No, love, Kid- love is on IR. By the way, he still is on IR. IR. And, and Kittle, as of and- December third, okay, he what is. Uh, yeah, just Kittle and they didn't Garopp- activate him off IR. Kittle and Garoppolo are on the IR, uh, scheduled to return week sixteen. So we are three weeks away from seeing them. So it's Nick Mullins and Jordan Reed. I, th- I think we'll be okay. That's weird. Like I'm looking at fan cider right now. It says Bryce Love returned to practice like November twelfth. Yeah, but if you look December third on CBS Sports, it says Bryce Love was not activated. He was he he came into practice to see if he could be activated. So I guess that's what it was. I guess with I think yeah. it's the new COVID rules this year that they they're able to do that. Then um, typically you can't bring someone off of IR and have them practice. But no, you're still in IR. Like that, that it doesn't work that way. So okay, no big deal. Uh, JP Finley, November 11th, he tweeted that um you know he'll be back at the practice today for Washington. He has three weeks to Look, see how he looks. So I guess trust me, yeah. n- there's no one in Redskins attics. Uh, the 4,600 plus that are members that would love to see Bryce Love on that field that more guy. than me. I bought his jersey. <laughs> so there's also there's <laughs> no, also I didn't um... buy his jersey. I'm just joking. <laughs> I was <gonna> say, <laughs> wait, <laughs> you're a I missed guy. this somewhere along the line. <laughs> so um, Tim Timura Hemingway, you know that tight end we started seeing, yeah, yeah, the, uh, 88 or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, he's on the IR now with a dislocated wrist. So they activated Marcus Ball, the guy from Ohio State that oh, played with Blade. So, so it's him, it's it's Ball, Sprinkle, and um, Logan. So I don't know what he's gonna do. It's probably just for insurance purposes, but um, he's on the Logan's practice, on the practice squad. Yeah, give me give me some Logan. We're fine. And they added another quarterback to the practice squad. I'm guessing. They saw what happened to, to Denver where those asshats were not, you know, practicing, you know, their protocols and they lost the entire quarterback room. Yeah. So, yeah. so Hen- Hen- Henke is his name. Um, he's on our practice squad. I don't know where he's from. He is from uh, Old Dominion, ODU. So he's a Virginia boy. They literally just like, hey, you're close by. Yeah. He's, he's probably the COVID <laughs> quarterback. I can't believe that we're in that. I can't believe we're in a wild card race now as well. We are. So I think we're. It's it's us in Minnesota that are in neck and neck because what this year I think aren't they adding? Aren't they seven having seven teams? Yeah. Yes, yeah, seven. Yeah. yeah. So Only the number one seed gets that buy. Gets the buy. Which is which is crazy because teams. I mean, I, I don't know if I agree with that one. That's that's the, that's a tough one because teams fight so hard for that first round buy and. But either way, yeah, it's it's here's the rankings. It's you got your division leaders, New Orleans, Green Bay, Rams, and Giants. Then you have your your three wild cards, Seattle, Tampa, Minnesota. Minnesota six and six. So that's the target we have to aim for. Arizona six and six. Chicago's five and seven. Detroit's five and seven. Sam Fred and us are also five and seven. So you have four teams at five and seven vying for that final spot. So and Arizona's on a downward trend, so they have a chance to tank out, and they've been tanking lately. Kyler Murray's playing like some some booty. Hopefully they tank out, but I tell you what, 
the NFL and fans worldwide will hear my wrath if you have two teams from the NFC least make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, have you seen that? I will think be crazy. They've been bringing that up lately, too. That yeah, will it, be nuts. Well, there's some memes in the group where it shows the picture like, this is how the Washington yeah. football team can make the and the Giants can make the playoffs. That is sick, dude. I mean, it's right on the so. Redskins. Uh, Washington football teams slash page, you know, they may not have to win the NFC East to get into the playoffs. So interesting. interesting. And who knows what if Philly does something stupid and wins out, you know what I mean? Like what if Jalen hurts comes in and savior, I hope he, you know what? I hope he wins out that way. They have to deal with Carson Wentz's. I think it's a, was it 50 or six, $59 million. Dial that back. Dial that back. Just a second. We played them week 17. We do. I apologize. That's right. Went out until week 17. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, get, get, yeah, worse than their draft pick. I'm all for that. It does. But those. but getting back to the 49ers, you got to remember, yes. these guys have swept the Rams who who destroyed us. Now, granted, it was temperatures and stuff like that, but they kicked our ass. And the, the, the Niners have swept the Rams. So you can't sleep on the 49ers. You can't sleep on Kyle Shanahan. It, it, they're just, you know. Division games are different, though, man. I, I agree. You know, I mean, I mean, the record is what they are. I mean, they're five and seven like us. They're they're a good team, but they're beatable. By the way, put that on your put find this on your 2020 bingo card. The Washington football team has the same record as the current NFC champion. Wow, that's interesting. Think of it that way. I'll take it. That makes They're the reigning NFC champions. And we have the same record as them. I'll take it. I'll take it. We're trending upward, ladies and gentlemen. Three and thirteen last year. Five and seven right now. We may end the season nine and seven. I hope so. I hope so. So let's then segue onto Washington football team wins if. So interesting uh thing I saw on Twitter earlier, guys. Um saying since like week five or something like that. The Washington football team has only allowed like one second half touchdown. Yeah, I think we're at, I think on average, I, I heard this stat on the radio. We we are and Dev said it too, we are the number one defense in the NFL in the second half. And our scoring's through the roof in the second half. Now yeah. I hate that stat personally. I'd rather see it even across all four quarters because that's what good teams do. Yeah. Um but My, yeah. It, no, no, go ahead. Good. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say, like, I, I really want to see them be a, a more balanced team across four quarters. Stop that's, this comeback stuff. I'm tired of it. I'm. That's dude. That my that heart was my. Can't take it. That was my Washington football team wins if they can <laughs> mirror the second half to the first half. Like, I mean, stop being a second half team. Think about it. I think we've only played two complete games this year, and they are both against the Cowboys. Yes. Am I mistaken? Maybe no. the first the first game of the season. I don't know if that was complete. We haven't been quarters anyone until the second half. Of the yeah majority of the season. And the funny part is, we keep saying this offense is not built for that. They keep, <laughs> but they do it all the damn time. <laughs> I, you That's, know, I yeah. I still I I stand pat. They are not built for that. But damn it, they keep doing it. No, um, if they were built for it, we'd have three more wins. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep but, that in mind. With I. Without Antonio Gibson, I don't think it's sustainable. No. 
No, and I'm glad that they're not. They're going to let Gibson at least let this thing rest a little bit. Yeah. Test his tolerance. I mean, realistically, turf toe guys will play thread all the time, but they're never effective. Right. So give him a week and we'll figure something out for, for the 49ers. You know, and, and maybe this is a week where Scott Turner gets a little creative. Lord knows Kyle's going to get creative on us. Yeah. So here I have a, I have a question for you guys, though. So check it out. So how how should they run the offense? Should it be Peyton Barber takes Antonio Gibson's carries or do they go to a more shotgun J.D. McKissick style? You know, you know what I mean? Like, what, where I, is the fine I think line that they're of going they to go? they're going to have to eat off of those short passes to the running backs? Um, yeah. I think that's that that is going to be Alex's bread and butter that when if I tweet that Alex is checking down a lot, people say that's a design play. Okay, well let's let's do it this week then. Let's design those plays, so those quick uh hitches to those running backs um out in the flat. Um, we're gonna run a West Coast offense, basically. You know? I mean, as, mu- as much as we hated it last week, JD McKissick, ten targets, ten catches. I think that was last week was the now I'm not gonna say while it was happening, did I agree with it? I'm with you, Rod. Yep. But the aftermath, he was 10 targets, 10 catches, 70 yards. That is uber effective. So they used those passes to compensate for a run game. I'm okay with that. Cam Newton and you noticed McKissick was sorry, splitting out wide a lot more too. Yeah, he would. They were using McKissick as a wide receiver a lot yeah, more. He, he would start in the backfield, go in motion, and then, yeah, and then, and the, yeah I'm with you. I'm and with you. I You've was saying screaming. It. Saying I'm it. like, slot receiver. There he is. It. Yeah. Finally, Scott yep. Turner listened to the pod. And and the more they get Logan <laughs> Thomas involved, I, I, I really enjoy – not, not because I said Logan's my guy back in the day. I, I love Logan Thomas because he's a Virginia Tech Hokie. I love the Hokies. But the more they get him involved, I, I really think it, it really helps the offense in general. Not the sneaky stuff that, that, that they do where – yeah, that's that's all trickery, but just just get him involved. He he finds ways to get open. He's he's learning how to be a tight end. This is only his second year as a tight end, so continue to to build on that. And I just hope they see get him in the game more often. And Cam Sims too. He's shown every time he's given the opportunity, he has come through. So continue to give him the opportunity because when you it, saw when Pittsburgh just they came converged on Terry, week, oh they just God. everything was on Terry. There's there's Mark Bullock posting some film like. Every time a safety was was spying Terry, it it freed the field up for someone else. So let's continue to exploit that. Now I hope that other NFL teams do not take Pittsburgh's game plan to take Terry out the game, though. Like we we still need him to eat. I I don't think yeah. that we can replicate that type of performance where our number one target shut down week in week out. Um, but it was it was awesome to see the younger guys um, really truly step up for Alex and for the team, and, and you know take those repetitions away from Terry that he just wasn't open and make a big place. Like Cam Sims, like I'm looking behind you right now, Steve, that one handed catch. Um, I had my nine-year-old son next to me and he went nuts, you know, when, when that catch occurred. So, and, and, and that catch right there, his left hand was Mm -hmm. being held. Yes. It was, dude, it was, he was trying to get the other hand out and then he Mm -hmm. was being held. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I mean, I, I was sitting on my couch and I'm just like this. And as soon as it happened, I mean, I, I'm a big dude. Most of you people who listen to this podcast probably know. I have, I, I jumped up like a cat that was about to lose three of its nine lives at one moment. <laughs> I, I was up. 
Uh, I mean, I jumped off that couch and I'm like, oh my God. Like, I just marked out completely into that. We haven't seen that in a while. So good. Like, the, the, look at, and I think, here's the thing I was going to get to with, uh, what, with what Rod said about teams using Pittsburgh's formula to take away Terry. You, if this is what happens when you take away Terry, teams can't lean on. Yeah. If Cam Sims is going to go get five catches for almost 100 yards, Logan Thomas is going to have what? Yeah, like what? Nine catches over 10 yards a catch. If JD McKissick is going to go 10 for 70 on 10 targets. Teams are going to have to start respecting the other weapons. Even they're not effective. Which then, which not- then, which then frees Terry back up. Exactly. It's perfect. It's yeah, perfect. Absolutely. It's it's exactly what you want. I mean, but hey, Gandy Golden is is apparently practicing pretty well this week. As I well, saw right? that. I really, 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 really need him to do something this year, just because I I I saw so much potential in him. I watched his highlights. I watched his college film. I'm like, man, he's got some potential. So I would just love to see him get get some. What, what makes what weirds me out about that is that he and Sims have a very similar game, except Sims is a lot more polished. Yeah, but but Golden's like twice his size. Well, he's not. Cam Sims right? is no, taller than the Golden. They're about the no, same. No, no, no. Cam Sims, not oh, I'm Steve. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Thought you said Steve Sims. <laughs> ding, ding, yeah. ding. Steve Sims is a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or a little Sims. person. I'm sorry. We're going to be PC here. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Cam Sims is 6'5". And, oh, and, and can long stride high point balls. Um, I was so happy to see us try a, a fade to Sims in the end zone. And if it ball had just been a little bit higher, he would have had it. Um, on that one touchdown pass that got knocked out of his hands. But that was a tough play, too. Yep. That one where he ended up holding it in his legs because he was out of the end zone. Which, by the way, we should he, he should get plus 10 awareness for holding that ball in his legs. So the ball never actually hit the ground. He was trying. It's a good catch. And and Isaiah Wright, it does it is it me or every time he catches the ball, he kind of just falls down. Rod, you're, you're muted. You're, you're muted, Rod. He does. He does. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's okay. uh he does do that. Like it's it's weird. Like, you know, I'm I've I've said it again, you know, he, Waterbury, he, Connecticut kid. Like, I want him to do well, but I find myself Holding back because okay, where where I'm from, like, it's it's not the worst city in the world, but I don't necessarily want to create beef with people over like shit talking football players, um, because people take it really personal, especially if they know the guy. Um, but yeah, he's I have to like hold back at times on my personal Facebook, like this guy needs to stop fucking falling down and make plays. Like he, and that's so weird because you look at his college highlight tape, and I get it, NFL college, completely different worlds. But he he had agility and quickness in college. I haven't really seen that in the NFL level at all yet. Very few. He loved running those wide receiver screen screens with him too. Yep. Like he doesn't go out much. He and I didn't realize at first how big he is. Pause. I mean, he's about what six three, something like that. He's. I thought he was a smaller guy because yep. he plays such a speed game. I thought you know he was a smaller dude. And I looked him up, looked up. His height and weight, and I was like, wait a minute. This guy should get out challenging corners more. Send this guy deep. Can he run like a 4-3? Go. Go. Yep. You know, I don't necessarily want him running that underneath stuff. He, he, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but just sometimes he seems like when he gets the ball, especially if he, he gets a little lost. I don't know what that is. 
he's got more catches than uh, I think the only wide receiver that has more catches than him is Terry. Yeah. Yeah. He's putting up, but we see right now Isaiah Wright's putting up Trey Quinn numbers. Mm. 24 catches, 173 yards, 7.2 reception. Not good. No. I mean, that's that's Trey Quinn numbers. We all know what we fully thought of Trey Quinn. Oh, that guy. Anybody <laughs> but Trey Quinn. <laughs> Anybody but Trey Quinn. And I probably like Trey Quinn more than anyone else on this podcast. And I'm sitting here saying, <laughs> put up Trey Quinn numbers. Anybody but Trey Quinn. Uh, Damn. He, so he's he's done. His his career's over. He has not a reception at all in Jacksonville this year. I'm not even sure if he's still on the roster. So hold up. I had no idea that Jay Groot him drew excuse me, Gruden picked him up in Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh man, that makes sense. That was his yep. boy. Yep. Yep. Fucking sixteen uh so uh, one game he's uh, had an appearance in. No, no once they get Trevor experience. Lawrence that he'll 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 be the uh He'll be the uh, Danny Amendola slash uh, who's the other guy up in, in in New England? He'll be his his version Edelman. of uh, Julian Edelman. Edelman. Yeah. No. No. Two point no, two point no, two point three. I don't think Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is gonna be that good. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> so agrees with me. So it's not that hot of a take. Both of us have the yeah. same feeling on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So predictions, predictions, predictions. So where do you guys see this game? Where do you guys see the chips falling at the end of this game on Sunday? So, uh, Phil, we'll start with you. Oh, I've been battling this one back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all week. And I feel like we got if we're going to make a run, there's going to be a bump somewhere. And I just feel like this may be the bump just because it is Kyle Shanahan. It is Trent Williams. It is Jordan Reed. You know, and just I get that. And maybe that's just old feelings of watching guys that used to play here burn us and no one else. So, but I think it'll be it'll be close either way. It's going to be real, real close. So, I'm going 2119 49ers. Ooh, wow, Phil. Like usually, it. usually you're you're you've been picking the team lately. That's that's different. Okay. I didn't pick us hold on. How do you pick us against Pittsburgh? No, you did. You did not. Dev was the only one. Yeah, Dev was the lone wolf. <laughs> Steve, Steve, how you feeling? Um I have not picked this team to win in a very long time. I I can't remember the last time I picked him to win during our prediction stuff for this podcast, but today, December 10th, 2020, I'm picking them to win 23 to 20. Wow. 23, 23 to 20. 20. Washington football team wins. Who puts, puts, puts them at six and seven and uh, should make for some more interesting talk with the uh, whole division thing. And it's probably not what, some people want to hear, but it's going to happen. Got to, got to have that discussion. So I'm the tiebreaker on this evening pod slash morning pod, whenever you're listening. <sighs> now, if you guys heard me post game a couple of days ago, I was on cloud nine. 
best I'd felt about this team in a while. Um, did not think we had a snowball's chance in hell to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we came through. We got the dub, and uh, feeling really good about this Washington football team. So I'm going to go into my prediction, and I'm going to say final score of 28-16, 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing okay. if okay. i pick okay. this damn fo- football team we get destroyed i'm i'm pissed off if i pick them to lose and they win i see phil hey. saying me too if i pick them to lose and they win that's like a it's it's, it's beautiful it's called hedge betting hey right? i'll it's take be- it it's a beautiful thing i do it all i'm time. i'm hey, sorry phil, phil, I've, studied, I've, I've been studying at the le sug school of hedge betting what's your what was your score <laughs> prediction again phil 20, oh, 21 19 san fran okay fair enough hey and everybody i i will say this, i don't i don't see us i i, I even when i picked us to lose um especially recently it's never been by a huge margin like i had pittsburgh winning by a touchdown last week you know, thing, things like that. Like, I don't – we're going to be in any game we're in. We, we are good enough to be in any game we're in. And it, I, when you said that the, uh, the point spread was three, I was like, it'll probably be more narrow than that. So I went with two. Yeah, fair enough. And just for some context, the, the Cardinals are at the Giants this weekend, and Arizona opens up at a two-and-a-half-point favorite against New York. So – that's where Vegas sees them. So they see us as a three-point dog, and they see the Giants as a 2.5-point dog against Arizona. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know if Dan Daniel Jones is coming back this weekend. It might be Thunderbolt Colt trotting out there again under center. I, I don't know. I haven't actually looked that up. Colt and his whole so, 105 yards passing. Hey, that was Alex Smith 1.5. I mean <laughs> – he, he did. He did enough to win the game. He didn't that have to Alex do anything. Smith. That was Alex Smith zero point seven five. Jeez, dude. he didn't have to do anything. I mean, he just he. I will say though, on the last drive, he made throws he had to make. I, I watched that game. He he was crappy all game, but there was one drive at the end where he made some at least two or three good throws. Um, but yeah, Colt. Yeah, he didn't do anything until that that one drive, but. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I still think the Giants probably had the best chances to win the division. Um, but, I only give him. I only say it. God damn it! I only give him the edge on chances because of the tiebreaker, and I do see a very strong possibility we have the same record. But I don't. I don't know. I'm not on this. I'm not seeing the 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 Giants hype wagon here, and why there is a sudden bunch of people riding on. Well, they have Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and then Dallas. So we know one of those, they're going to be Dallas, right? If they can get through Arizona, that puts them at two and two. If they say they lose to Cleveland and Baltimore. So that puts them at what? Seven and nine. Oh, roll, roll back. Okay. 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 Never mind. My math was off there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're Cardinals fans this weekend. Yeah, we are. Then we're Browns fans. Because that does put us more in the driver's seat because I don't see them beating Cleveland or Baltimore, especially because Cleveland and Baltimore have so much to play for, especially because we beat Pittsburgh. Right. I I want the division. I I want the driver's seat. Exactly. If we beat San Francisco 49ers on Sunday at 425 East Coast time, 
we have Seattle, Carolina, and Philly. So all winnable games. Games we can win. All winnable games. Seattle will be the hardest because of they are their offense, but the last two totally winnable. So we have a chance to go seven. We have a chance to go eight and eight if we even if we don't beat San Francisco. So if we do beat San Francisco, <laughs> I <laughs> nine and seven. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. I, you know, hey, I don't know. Who knows? We're all thinking it. Somebody had to say it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a possibility. I mean, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but. Um, and since my desk hey, is made of wood, you know what? 2020. Because 2020, you never know with this stupid year what could happen. You want to hear some crazy stats just to compare last year to this? Uh, by the way, Dev put in his prediction. Washington 27, or sorry, Washington 21, San Francisco 7. That's He's got us holding San Francisco to seven points. I'll Damn take it. If, if that happens, Dev, Phil will send you 50 bucks. <laughs> I'd like signing the, people. It'll be out of the attic slush fund, which is Rod's checking account. <laughs> I like signing other people up to give their you money love, away. You love, you love signing someone else's name to checks, don't you? I do, man. It's it's the best thing ever. My wife does it to me. So yeah, <laughs> my husband will pay for this. Yeah, that's uh, that's life. So yeah. Anyway, no, I was I was uh, I was going to point out just a little bit of an interesting tidbit before we go. Last year's offense, we scored 16.6 points per game. We were dead last in the NFL by a pretty decent margin. This year, we are at exactly 22 points per game. We have improved by almost six points a game on offense, 25th in the NFL, but scoring overall seems to be up this year as well. But uh, that's a significant jump in one year, to jump six points a game almost. Defense last year gave up 27.2 points per game, 27th to 32 teams. This year, they are giving up 21.7 points per game, eighth in the NFL in scoring defense. If you didn't catch something there, we are now officially averaging more points than we give up a game. Mm. It has been a long time yes. since we've had that. Since 2012, probably. Well, we well, no, 2015-16, we scored more points than we did. we? Yeah. And I probably, well, no, 2018, no. Uh, for a while in 2018, we did, but not by the end of the season. The reason why I bring that up is that, if nothing else, we've played some tough teams. We've played the Baltimores, the Pittsburghs. You know, we played Cleveland, which is a strong team. And, I mean, just the numbers are all bearing out that this is a better team overall than last year by a significant amount. Is it perfect? No. Do we have things that need to be addressed? Of course. You weren't going to turn this around in one year. You know, the, the Jay and Bruce show was an absolute shit show. Bruce was winning off the field, and D- Jay was drinking and sleeping with secretaries off the field. But this is the kind of positive momentum that run, moves forward. 
I know, I, you know, Ron Rivera, he tries to be optimistic when he talks about stuff, but you know, he knows there's things that still need to be addressed, but he saw there was division four to taking. He knows that it's you know, good to be playing competitive football in December. It carries through to the next season. So, uh, you know, that these are the things that keep me so optimistic and positive. I was not feeling this optimistic and positive about much, out, you know, last season. I am this season. And I'm looking forward to seeing how we, gonna, how we can address the areas where we have deficiencies. But um, I was just looking at those numbers, you know, earlier today and then now, and I thought, God, my, how many things have changed in, in a year. So... No, it's good. We it's funny because we all clamored in Redskins Nation for a four three defense again, for the longest. We missed the four three, missed the four three, missed the four three. It's finally back, and it's it's paying dividends. Um, it's it's working. And I, I granted we that that front four is is pretty damn good. Uh, we all know that. That's our, definitely the strength of the defense. Um, but it's it's nice to hear you say that. It's nice to hear you you know speak of those statistics, and prove that hey. We're actually trending upward. Maybe Ronaldo will be Ron Rivera to me next year if he keeps this up. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've been very pissed about the quarterback position because I, I I think that that's that's just been our Achilles heel as a franchise for decades. We've been searching for the Holy Grail for – I mean, I mean, Mark Rippon wasn't a franchise quarterback, but he did what he was – able to do we've just been looking for someone that we can have for 10 plus years to keep us in the conversation and be relevant and then as their career starts to wane they can then groom the successor Uh, we haven't had that so of course you know i've been upset but we're winning i want to win um i originally said that the wins were cheap and they were hollow but you have to take a step back from your own selfish assessment at times and look at the grand scheme of things and say, okay, well, you're not developing the quarterback, but who else is developing in the quarterback's absence? And maybe Dwayne is truly developing like we used to develop quarterbacks in the NFL 15 years ago on the bench, in the quarterback room, on the practice field, not necessarily in live action. So I'm, I'm willing to live and learn with it a little bit more, i.e. this season. And we'll see what, what happens in uh, 2021, but, uh, yeah, Take camp for camp for twenty twenty one seems. I don't know, man. I I I think they're gonna roll with uh, with the three they have on the roster right now, and I think it's gonna be a battle between Alex and Dwayne. I I just probably was gonna happen. I mean, pot. We have plenty of podcasts over the summer to talk about all this. I don't nonsense. think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a battle. I think it's gonna be Alex handing to Dwayne. Alex knows he's only got so much time left. He yeah. has to. That's why I think he was so into playing right now. Maybe retires. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, I just want to win. I mean, if Alex is the, the guy to, 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 to win us games and get us to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, then fucking awesome. Like, how, how sweet would that be? How, how sweet would it be to run the table this year and if fairy tale happens? You know, Alex Smith wins a Super Bowl with the Washington football team in their inaugural season. Yeah. Like, and, and, and look. Is this team doing things the way we optimally would have wanted them to do? No. Have they been on a hot streak lately? Are they on a heater? Yes. Do things seem to be coming together in positive ways to move forward? Yes. So 
you know, while things haven't gone exactly the way we, we thought they would or what we thought would be the best path, the dividends are starting to show themselves. And, I, you know, and I think, you know, the mature fan, you know, we are all as immature as we sometimes act. We're, we're mature fans about this. And I think we've all, you know, begun to accept the fact that, hey, something's clicking here. Roll with it until yeah. it doesn't. And then when it, if it doesn't, fix it. But if, you, man, if, I don't. I mean, we're 608. 610 and 28 all time. I mean, we started this season truly. If you're going to look at a Phoenix rising from the ashes, like we started with a clean slate, you know. Um, I think we were 603, 603, and like 28 when the season started. Um, so I mean, we're now two games below 500 as a franchise, you know, in 89 seasons. Um, I just I want to be trending upward. I, I want to now finish this season. Plus one, meaning nine and seven. You know, if this season awesome. ends, you know, if the season ends and we're one game above five hundred as a franchise, like I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, yes, I was a little bit pissed off about the potential draft picks and all this other stuff. Hey, you gotta get smart. Gotta get smart. You gotta draft where you're drafting. Um, cannot continuously rely upon getting the number two pick. And I mean. Mike Tomlin said it the best when he was talking to Chase Young. Um, you know, Mike captured their their dialogue. I think Cam Kerr was uh, was hurt, one of the play. But Tomlin's like, man, I don't ever want to be bad enough to get a guy like you. Like, you got to be really bad, like lose like 15, 16 games. Yep. Get a guy like you. I play against guys like you all the time. I don't ever want to be that bad. Like, it sucks. But then you look at the Steelers and like, fuck, they're eleven one. Like, yeah. they don't. They're not drafting the number two guy in a draft every other year but they find a way to make it work every exactly year. exactly yeah, so that's that's what we have to get to i yeah. think that's the biggest takeaway kind of the epiphany i had is that hey we don't necessarily have to be the worst team in the league to get better you so here's be a question for, here's, a, here's a question for you so right now i think we're templated as it stands today mm-hmm. 10th pick in the draft mm-hmm. you're on the clock as a gm if you're kyle smith or ron rivera whoever Kyle Smith needs to be the GM. I agree. I agree. But yeah, who who do you? What position do you pick at the tenth position? Um, if Brandon Sheriff leaves, maybe guard, tackle. Yeah, I, I, there's a, there's a couple of tackles up there who I, who I would probably pick Mm -hmm. because I imagine that you don't have a, you don't, you're gonna have a younger quarterback in there coming soon, and you don't have a solid left tackle. So there's a couple tackles in there that I would probably. I'll tell you what, if if we pick tackle, he needs to be tackle. Like we can't yeah. pick another sheriff. No, a left tackle. Player. Like you are a left yes. tackle. Yes. Yeah. Like we need another Trent Williams. That's who that's we need a dog. We need Chris Samuels. Fuck Trent yeah, Williams. Chris Samuels. Yeah. Cause this yeah. little bastard, let's okay. Talking Trent Williams. Here we go. Oh, well, he, he he uh was was asked about the ring of honor. He's like, Yeah, I guess I'll come back if like they, they say I deserve it. I think I do. And maybe he does. Um, I think he does, but he left us just hanging, man. Like he wouldn't even talk to Ron when he showed up as a new coach. He just wanted out. He was done with the organization, like didn't want to hear from the new regime. Um, quit on this last year. You know, his, his head hurts. His helmet hurts. Helmet's fine. My helmet doesn't fit. Yeah. Like, like stupid, stupid stuff, man. And like, we relied on you. We had a young quarterback that who knows if Dwayne is still the starter and like we're feeling a lot more positive moving forward 
because we still had Trent Williams protecting his blind side. Like I was looking at a video earlier, and it was the right guard, or excuse me, the left guard that was blown up. I think it was West Martin or some shit early in the season against Philly. Whoever started left guard yeah. was Philly. It was West. Blown up. Two, it's this three-second Twitter video. So within two and a half seconds, he's unloading the ball and he's getting hit on the blind side. I mean, he's seen the, the hit coming. He stood in there, delivered the throw. Not sure if it was a completion or not. But Trent just gave up on us. I don't ever want to see him in the, the Redskins-Washington football team ring of honor. Ever. Ever. If he gets, if he makes Hall of Fame, going as a 49er, I don't give a damn. Yeah, I'd rather see Joe Jacoby get in before Trent Williams. So that's my that's my rant. That's my rant. Uh, that last sentence, spot on. He needs to get in. Needs to get in. But uh, shout outs, shout outs. So I'll I'll start the shout out. So Steve talked about Debo Samuel's for the 49ers. Sad news. But let's give a shout out to Debo from Friday. So Tiny Lister dead at sixty-two. What? Um, yeah, passed away. Passed when does this away. happen? Hey, it's it's fresh on the press of. Uh, Hold on, what what happened? Uh, Tiny Lister. Uh, Debo Zeus Zeus. Yeah, Debo Zeus. Friday of Friday fame. That's my chain. He's 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 gone. Sixty-two years oh, old, man. man. Uh, yeah, right before 3 p.m. today, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I did got a call. That. Got a call to his uh, apartment of an unconscious male. He was pr- pronounced dead on the scene, unfortunately. So, um, did they did they know why? Don't know. He, yeah. Don't know. I'm look. I'm re- I'm looking at TMZ right now. Uh, so yeah, you know, just uh, freaking sucks. Sixty two years old. Shout out to it's Diva. funny because that's a dude who I've enjoyed him. And so much stuff, good and bad, that I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yep. I mean, I, he, in that little role he has the prisoner in uh, Dark Knight. Yep. So, that was, I mean, that, that was one, of, you know, he was a key part of a pivotal scene. And, you know, of course, loved him Friday. Friday is one of my three favorite movies of all time. My favorite so, of all time. Yeah, it, it's up there. It, it's it's, it's, it's so between damn funny. It's classic. It's between it's between Friday and Goodfellas for me. Yeah, but um, Goodfellas is dope. Oh man, we need to have a movie pod then. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> Goodfellas is awesome. And, and that's the off season topics. A casino. Oh man. <laughs> but um, you know, hell, my first time I ever saw that dude wasn't even in was wasn't even in a movie. It was in a wrestling match promote because yeah. he had they actually had him wrestle was he going Summer to get 89 was he going to get against hulk hogan it was yeah absolutely. it was a tag match yeah. it was absolutely. a tag match they actually had and then it was to promote the fact that the movie was out i didn't even see the movie until i was much older because it just looked crappy but i was a wrestling fan when i was a kid and i was like oh my god this guy's big he's huge you can't hurt him yeah so like <laughs> damn Oh man, I didn't know he passed. Oh, yeah, shit. but you know what? We're, we're, up, we're talking about him, or we're smiling, man. So that's just you know what? It's uh, it's very rare that anyone has the ability to have an impact on you know tens of millions of people's lives. So we're talking about of uh, obviously being nine, 10, 11 year old kids watching him wrestle Hulk Hogan and smiling. So, uh, yeah, uh, prayers out to his family and whatnot, man. Uh, it's it's life is just. 2020 has been 
very, very interesting. So, yeah, ty- Tommy, uh, Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus and Debo, dead at 62. So that's the sad shout-out. But shout-out to Ellie. I know you're uh, you're away on your official business. Shout-out to Dev. Uh, you're away making Corvettes, probably the 2021 models now. Not for you. Not for me. I know. I just I keep putting it off. It sucks, man. Dude, I hate you, Steve. I look at Facebook freaking memories. I'm like, I'm going to have a Corvette by the time I'm 30, by the time I'm 35. And now I'm saying by the time I'm 40. So it's 11 months from now. So I hope, man, I, I hope that, you know, fucking pod 99 or 125, whoever we may be. Just push it to retirement. Just push it to, re- to military I, retirement. Call uh, it that. I know. That's... I don't want to do that though. <laughs> I told my wife if I die before I get the Corvette, I will freaking haunt her. The rest Come of back her- to the DMV, <laughs> retire, get your Corvette, <laughs> go back to Stafford, and then get your Corvette. There you go. There you go. Shout outs for you, Phil. What you got? All right. I'm going to shout out a couple of members who have been active and uh, are new members because, you know, we, we shout out a lot of the, the Star Wars. Uh, Travis Taylor, um, his first post in the group was him in a bar. It looks like it was a Steelers bar. I love this. Go ahead. Letting them know how it is. Yep. Screaming hail to the Redskins. (laughs) The best part, it's funny. They're still winning 14 and 10. It was right after we scored our first touchdown. They're still winning 14 and 10. That entire bar is quiet. Like, they knew this can't be right. They felt it. They felt it coming. And it was so funny because the entire bar is like, and Travis is in there screaming hail to the Redskins. I love it. Singing the song and everything. That that was definitely, Travis, you get a shout out for me as well because that's one way to enter a group with your first post. Um yeah, it's pretty pretty ballsy, and I love it and appreciate it. <laughs> and Steelers bars are everywhere in this area, just so you know, in the DMV. They're all over the place. Yeah, that's great, though, man. Filled fill with the with the gem, for sure, man. Um, Another one is uh, Cheyenne Pernahad. I guess I pr- pronounced that right. Uh, came in and immediately started dropping memes all over the place. Um, I had to tell him, keep it to one thread, <laughs> please. But... Um, <laughs> I appreciate it when people come into the group and immediately want to contribute actual stuff, whether it be instead of selling like stuff. That. Yes. Yeah, Preach. Instead of selling stuff Preach. or, you know, or anything like that, come in, make some comments, engage with some posts, throw up some memes, do something that just stirs people talking. You know, that's the kind of stuff we thrive off of. That's the whole reason why we have this group. And we do this podcast because, well, we do it. But the whole group was started off of fan engagement and things like that and getting people to actually talk. And, uh, oh, and shout out to everybody who says we have too many negative fans in the group. No, we're not negative. We just... We're realistic. I appreciate that too. I I, I hate that. Like I, I I try to scroll past and when people say, "Oh, like boot the negative people," like everyone's so negative. No, like I like 
the opposing opinions as long as they're not like uh, completely wholly unrealistic um mm. but i hate groupthink like it, we don't need to be a rah-rah group and i believe steve said that you know replying to someone in the group as well like hey if you're looking for just unadulterated rah-rah everything is awesome here it's not going to happen like we're going to be critical where it's warranted um now i mean the game ended alex finished with like freaking one touchdown no interceptions pretty damn good game and people are just like alex is garbage it's horrible i don't know like that's not warranted for i mean look he he what they ask him to do he does yep and look we've all been fighting it the only person who hasn't fought it is death for my third drink guys the army has freaking ruined my liver i'm gonna be dead 48 (laughs) oh my god all right go ahead no it's the lack of a corvette in your life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn it! Might get a, a Ford Shelby GT500. That'll make save you that clip. Save that clip. Nope. Tell her that I'm Doctor Phil and show it to your <laughs> wife. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. And 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 Steve said it best in his reply to that, to that post. You know, we're not some just rah rah group. And believe me, on Sundays I am Mister Rah Rah during that game. There, no doubt about it. But as you know, I'm the optimistic, one of the more optimistic guys out there when it comes to this team, or I have been. Other people seem to be getting on that wagon. But the, the thing is, is that I hate this idea of, oh, if you're negative, you're a fake fan. No, you may be misguided in your opinion, but it doesn't make you a fake fan. It just means either they're seeing something that everyone else isn't, or vice versa. That's all there is to it. And believe me, we've had the fire-breathing hate pods in here before. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we hate, all can do that. But I hate, it, I, I hate the fake. With, I hate the fake fan stuff. It's just what's what's what gives you the right. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all fans in here. Everyone has different levels of fandom. But if opinions differ, just express your opinion. Use facts. Use logic. And if you can't turn them, then hey, then then then, then that's fine. Uh, but don't just hey, just because some people are criticizing something, it doesn't make them a fake fan by by it. any means. Yeah, it. you're a fake American. You're a fake fan. Like no, like, like yeah. just stop. It just I, we have yeah. opposing opinions. That's that's fine. So that's that's perfectly fine. Yep, Steve, you got any shouts before we close out? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna re shout out Larry Zonka again for 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 cheering us on this week. So we 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 destroyed the uh, Steelers. Um, perfect win streak because he's a from the that I was it the seventy two Dolphins if I'm not mistaken 72. don't yep. don't quote me and I think they only played like thirteen games fourteen games I don't know either way they had the perfect record only perfect game perfect record of the season uh, Patriots almost had it they blew it in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, so shout out to Larry Zonka and shout out to um, John Allen for being nominated the uh, the teams. Absolutely. Uh, Walter yes. Pay- Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yep. Um, and just for those who don't know, the Walter Payton Man of the Year is 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 the player who who exhibits the the most volunteerism, charity, and and quality on the field. So it's like a blend of all three, but on and off um, the field. Yeah, exactly. So that's a that's a big deal. For him. I'm, I was pretty bullish on on John Allen this whole year. I'm like, of all the first round picks, maybe he could be the one that we train I away. Love him. Know. He's my favorite one, man. <laughs> but look, looking at some of the PFF stats lately, he's he's been killing it. Love I John say Allen, man. He is the where is it at right? Here? He is the top rated. Or he's second 
excuse me, third best in the NFL on pass rush win rate on third downs, mm. right behind Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa. I love him, man. That's a crazy stat right there. So it really, and I will say, it, it was they made some small tweaks along the line as time's going on to where they position guys, and it has really. John Allen's benefited from that way more. We don't talk about it enough because we talk about so many other things. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. John Allen has has been killing it, uh, especially here as of late. And uh, I'm glad to see him get that that nomination. I mean, dude's a leader yep. on and off the field, period. Yeah, and, and and this is without Matt Ioannidis. I, I, what do you do when Matt comes back? I don't even know how you get everybody some, some playing time. That's crazy. Who's our best defender? On Chase Young. Like, yeah, it has to be Chase Young. Has Chase to Young. be Chase Young. According Chase Young. to Pro Football Focus Metrics. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Montez wait, Sweat. Wait, nope. wait, wait, wait. You I say, know who it is. I'm looking at it. Wait, wait, don't I, I don't know. You say best defender, so best player on the defense, on like the in defense. general. In, like their yeah. their best PFF grade. Is that is that what what they're I'm saying? I'm looking at I'm looking at position rank. Position if, rank. Yeah, okay, but if okay, it's okay. if it's PFF grade for the defense. It is it is John Allen. Okay. Wow. Thirteenth cool. out of one thirty. So eighty one point nine overall grade. But right behind him, fourth out of eighty six, Cole Holcomb. Yes. Yeah. I but saw he, some stats on him. He doesn't have I wouldn't say he doesn't have the snap count though. That I guess it's a minimum snap count, but he hasn't played enough snap counts. Well, that's because he missed what the he first he did. Yeah, he missed the first yep. several games. But since he's come back. Our, notice how tight ends haven't burned. Uh, and I say, <laughs> if you fucking jinxed us, Phil. <laughs> I know. That's why I was banging <laughs> on my desk just now. Even John Boston got an interception last week. <sighs> oh, no, no, Steal the game, though. Look at it, making me excited again. Let's go. Hell yes. I love but it. Have you noticed that every week we've been predicting, oh, they got a good tight end. We are so screwed. And then it just hasn't happened the way it did earlier in the season. Yeah, Cole Holcomb has completely changed how that defense plays middle of the field pass defense. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe and that's something baby, to be said. Baby Keekly. Ooh, baby Keekly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> too too soon to tell, but definitely promising when you look at the numbers for sure. For sure, absolutely. It's uh, hey, there's nothing and he's wrong got, with and that. He's, and if you look, and if you look. He's kind of got the white boy version of the Mahomes haircut. I thought you were going to say the white boy version of Keekly. I was like, dude, Keekly was a white guy, man. <laughs> no, I know who Keekly. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, man. No, but I saw, I haven't, I, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen when his helmet off this season. And I saw where he had like the, the, the kind of Mohawk thing, but it's like way out here. See, I got, I got to check that out. I got to check. And that I was out. like, what? Yeah. He's got a mohawk and a mullet going on all at the same time. So a, a last parting shout out for me before we end. Um, so we're talking about, you know, uh, John Allen being the Madden or not the Madden, the Walter Payton the man of the year nominee for actions, both on and off the field. I want to give a shout out to Miles Garrett for also getting that, that nomination from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So Miles Football Helmet Club in Garrett is referred to as a potential Walter Payton Man of the Year. So he's overcome. He's adapted and overcome, and that's uh, it's good to see. It's good to see. So Absolutely. And one one final shout out to um, 
all of the finalists who made it to our top fantasy eight football, of the fantasy go. football league. Frankie Smith, Mike Piat, Rodney Thomas, Suck My Snyders, John my Lewis, Snyders, baby. Ropa, Phil Croninger, Summer, Bryce Love. Uh, I don't know if it's Bruce or Bill Geddes, 44 Diesel, Aaron Share, you come and get some, and me, the fantasy football team. Uh, so, yeah, best of luck to the top eight. Yep. And before we close then, so Steve, if you have it, hold it up. If not, no big deal. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are, is it focusing or not? Probably not. You can see the grant, but I have an autographed Ryan Grant jersey. Um, Steve is giving away one of his uh, Washington football team lanyards as well. So all you have to do is just predict the final score exactly for the Washington football team uh, versus San Francisco 49ers contest on Sunday. Join the group, though. So this is only open to members of the Redskins Addicts group on Facebook. Sorry, uh, but that's www.facebook.com slash groups slash Redskins Addicts. So join the group. You got two membership questions. If you just say, if you put listen to the pod, I know you listen to the pod. I'll accept you, and then just look for the thread. We'll have it up on game day. It will close about five minutes prior to kickoff. Um, but you get in there nice and early, leave a prediction, and um, if there's a, a tie where two two people have some the, the same um, prediction, then we'll have to think of something between Steve and I uh, to kind of iron that out, whether it's uh, using like a raffling website or something like that. And you pick a number, and we just see a race to 10 or something like that. But um, join boxing it. It's match. fun. Yeah. So, boxing match. <laughs> that, that also works. That was a, 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 a method I was thinking of, but I like it. That uh, actually fits better. And we could record it. You might be, you might be fighting like Jake Paul versus Mayweather or something like that. So you never know. You know something good could come of that. Shout out to Nate Robinson. Oh, my S- gosh. Still, Sleepy still, Robinson. Still probably oh, sleep. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll have to get creative on Sunday, figure out a time what we're going to do pregame, the live stream thread. The game's at 425, so we'll we'll figure out a time to to throw up the live stream and get some chatter going. Yeah, no, for sure, man, for sure. But uh, Pod 41, Mike Bass is uh, all wrapped up. So uh, on behalf of all the Redskins acts around the world, thanks for joining the pod, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday out here. Hail. Peace. Peace.